Thank you for joining us for Three Bees on the Law podcast, hosted by Trisha Barita, Camille Canali, and Susan Dawson. Disclaimer, this podcast is for entertainment and informational purposes only, not meant to provide legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. Also remember, laws change or they differ by jurisdiction. So this is not a substitute for seeking legal counsel in your jurisdiction on the current law applicable to you. Welcome back to the three B's on the law. We're, we're talking today as part of our startup businesses series uh, about the difference between corporations and LLCs. There's a lot of different entities out there, you know, partnerships, corporations, LLCs, sole proprietorships, all of that. But for the purposes of this podcast, we're going to be focusing just on what is a corporation versus what is a limited liability company or uh, LLC. So, Trisha, what's one of the uh, one of the first things that um, you think about when you talk think about the difference between corporations and LLCs? Well, I think that everybody that's listening needs to understand that it's different in state by state. So there's, um, you know, in my state, there's a big business organization code in Texas, you know, that has some default rules. I think some of the other states um, have other might not be named business organization code, but you need to kind of become familiar with where it is that you're going to go ahead and and do business and where you're going to form the entity and decide, you know, based on those rules, how you're going to figure out one of the specific issues, which is whether you want a corporation or LLC. And that could come down to who has control over the business affairs. And so in a limited liability company, at least here in Texas, and in many states, you can have a manager managed LLC or a member managed LLC, which means the members would then control everything. Or a manager could control it and therefore the members may just own interest in the LLC versus a corporation where you're looking at, you know, a board of directors that often has some play in how the corporation um, and the control of the corporation, how it's going to be run. Right. And I think the next thing that you often think about is, well, maybe you're not thinking about it right away, but you need to think about it up front is, how can you, if you want to, sell your interest in your company? And so in a corporation, obviously, you own stock. And usually it's a you can buy and sell as you please. But you can, in most states, uh, add a provision that limits the transfer of stock. So, for example, other shareholders may have a right of first refusal um, if one of the other shareholders wants to sell their stock in uh, it. There are also uh, member requirements in LLCs. And so members can sell their financial rights without restrictions, but there are statutory default rules that often require other members to approve the sale of their remaining interest, including the right to participate in management. So you want to make sure you understand whatever state you elect to incorporate in or form your LLCs and rules regarding uh, the organization requirements of the LLC. And I think, Susan, you're going to talk about the differences in the major documents required right. <laughs> of the two types of entities. Right. One of the one of the big things, uh, just from a practical, everybody dealing with the entities perspective is the terminology. It's completely different, right? Corporations versus LLCs. So if you're going to file the documents, you're, you want to create the entity, you're going to file with your secretary of state or, or whatever government agency in your state uh, handles the filing for these. If you're filing a corporation, 
that document's likely going to be called either Articles of Incorporation or Certificate of Incorporation, depending on your state. If you're filing for a limited liability company, it's going to say Articles of Organization or Certificate of Organization, again, depending on what state you're filing in. It just comes down to uh, a difference in terminology. You know, like, like Trisha had said earlier, she talked about man members and managers. In a corporation, you have shareholders, directors, officers. In an LLC, you have members and managers, and you would only have officers, in mo at least in, in my state, in Illinois, um, if, if, the, um, if, the, if the documents allow for, for officers. That's something that you have to specifically uh, want to do, as opposed to in a corporation, you automatically have officers. So there's a, there's a lot of understanding if you're going to be an LLC. There's a, a lot to understanding the differences in the terminology and and uh, what they mean. And one of the other uh, items that is different in terminology has to do with governance documents. So Trisha, you want to walk us through the government's doc government documents? Sure. And just like Susan said, those those terms can vary. Like for instance, in Texas to form an LLC, it's a certificate of formation. So, um, right. so don't be surprised if these terms don't look exactly like what we're saying when you when you go to incorporate. It's really just understanding that you're not filing the documents for a corporation when you wanted an LLC because that right. that won't that won't bode well and it'll make a mess and you, and you'll have to pay more money and all of that to fix it. So, in in bylaws versus operating agreement, and so this again varies from state to state, but in general, you're going to be looking at a corporation's bylaws. So then when when you're talking about bylaws, there's a lot of things that go into those bylaws. There's a lot of um, rules generally in each state about what you have to do to successfully be a corporation. And, and we'll be talking, I'll let Camille talk a little bit about that. But in the operating agreement versus the limited liability company, at least here in Texas, you know, there's the default uh, rules for our business organization code. So if you don't form an operating agreement, then these laws uh, that you've never read uh, and probably, um, you know, only lawyers read, frankly, because it's quite boring. Uh, they control actually how you conduct business. And so it's always kind of recommended to consider having the appropriate um, operating documents so that everyone that's involved with the business knows how the business works. And, you know, we've been talking a little bit about like how what happens at the end or how do you sell your interest or how do you do these certain other pieces? Well, it's in, unfortunately, and fortunately, like if you think about it, when you form, you should also think about how you break up. And sometimes it's very key in the operating agreement or the bylaws that talks indefinite about what exactly is going to happen. How do you get out of it? Like how, if you, if you, if you no longer like your, like the people you're in business with anymore, how do you get out of it? And, and, um, how do you, how do you take money out, get, get your shares worth or, or, um, stock worth the money. So um, that's just kind of an overall view. We could talk all day long about those two <laughs> governing documents because we're very familiar with them. But um, it's we think it's really important for you to have an understanding because you're you have not read the statute. So therefore, you're basically kind of blown in the wind doing what you think is fair, which I'll tell you under the law isn't isn't always what the actual law would be. So uh, I'll turn it over to Camille. I always say when you want to figure out how you're going to break up, you want to prenup. <laughs> For your agreement, right? right. <laughs> Go on. Um, bad humor, I know. Um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about the meeting requirements. And so for an LLC, it's pretty easy. They're very informal and flexible. It's the corporate structure that does have a more formal organizational meeting, which needs to be held. After the articles of incorporation are filed, you have to 
holds an annual meeting typically with the board of directors so that they can vote uh, on whatever issues are facing the corporation. And for the decision to be valid, you have to show that there was appropriate notice, a quorum of the board of directors and all of the voting requirements met in those articles of corporation incorporation that Trisha just mentioned must be met. And so, uh, you know, it's very important to have great bylaws, especially for a corporation so everybody understands uh, what's needed. And Susan, I think you were going to talk about uh, the creditors. Well, right. Yeah. Rights of shareholders and, yeah. um, and other creditors. And that can vary rights of shareholders or members, right? Depending on if you're a shareholder, shareholders with a corporation or members with an LLC. And it really, um, it, that varies a lot state by state. So you have to be sure to talk to an attorney to understand the rights of creditors in your state and with your documents. And what I find is that, you know, can you, um, do the, you know, modify, right, in these agreements, understanding if you can modify creditors' rights and members' rights. And what you can do with each entity is different. What you can do with a corporation to protect is different than what you can do with an LLC to protect. And if you have a, a business that you have, a, you're concerned about a risk of creditors, or you really want to be sure that you have that, that um, issue, uh, you know, nailed down, you need to make sure that you Put that into those uh, those governance documents that you're, that uh, we were talking about the bylaws, the operating agreement, or with the shareholders, you know, between the shareholders. So, yeah, there can be a lot of differences, a lot of differences there. So, um, Camille, you were going to walk us through one one more item, which is our fiduciary duty. Right, and I'm going to keep this very simple because obviously this can get very complex, and so. In short, shareholders and members of LLCs have a fiduciary duty um, and the duty of care. And you have to know what's going on with the business and you have to make informed decisions. And so one thing that a lot of uh, people on boards of directors often uh, get messed up in is they make decisions on a board that affects their personal interests. And you can't do that. You have to for example, if you have a personal interest in a contract that the business might get because you have another business, you should take yourself out of that situation and not participate in the conversation and vote with respect to that issue because you have a personal interest in it. Um, I think every year each of us sees one or two <laughs> cases where this has not gone quite as planned and someone has breached their fiduciary duty on a board. And so it's something that you should take very seriously. Um, you know, I understand some states have laws uh, that LLCs can uh, restrict or eliminate that in the operating agreement, but I think it's something that's very rare and doesn't happen very often. Yeah, good point. Because the Secretary of State, if you're not going to be maybe personally liable all the time for all the debts, and I know that we talked about how the states are different on that, but they want someone on the hook. And so uh, they're looking in the corporations for those, those officers um, and their fiduciary duties. Good point, Camille. Right. And most of the time you do have to declare your conflicts. If it's a large corporate board that you're sitting on, it may not be um, as large an issue if it's, for example, a small startup company with closely 
held shareholders. Right, but it 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 brings into question every shareholder should understand the uh, corporate opportunity rule and what their fiduciary duties are to each other and what that what that means. Um, so. Yeah, so with that, that was kind of a high level look at the various things you want to think about when you're thinking about LLC or you're thinking about a corporation. So thanks again for joining us on 3Bs on the Law. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast of 3Bs on the Law. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast. We also welcome any comments. If you'd like to get in touch with us or suggest a future topic, you can email us at 3-T-H-R-E-E-B-S-ON-THE-LAW at gmail.com. And because we're lawyers, we need to remind you that this podcast is not meant to provide you with legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. Thank you again for joining us and have a great day.